It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Welcome to the Childcare Bar and Grill Podcast, Jeff Jackson, live from Upstairs Studio in the Snuggery along the Gulf Coast. With me from the wilds of Australia, Nicole Halton from Inspired EC. How you doing, Nicole? From the wilds of Australia, I've just like battled off a croc and there was a kangaroo <laughs> in my front yard and <laughs> it's very wild here. Actually, All right, there's... there's a golden retriever at my feet. That's it. That's as wild there... as it's getting. There, okay, we'll correct that. Um, there are plenty of wilds in Australia. Nicole is not in the middle of any of them. Not right now, anyway. <laughs> I often am, but not right now. Be, be, be kind of hard to podcast. Hey, we're going to get into the the topic of, uh, how do you pronounce it? Sharenting? Is that what we call sharenting? it? Sharenting, yeah, I like sharenting. We're going yeah. to get at it in a minute. I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you something I saw the other day, though. Um, so I'm walking by this... Uh, this playground near the snuggery and uh, there's there's a handful of uh, eh, like elementary age boys like uh, four to 11 year olds right and they have they have a couple um, inexpensive bouncy balls just they're kind of just 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 the plastic rubber bouncy balls right not basketball not soccer just standard standard cheap bouncy balls and they are they're doing this thing that I remember doing as, as a kid. I wanted to see if you ever did anything like this. Um, they're putting them under their shirts. And then they are running at each other yeah. and uh, and then bouncing off of each other. Um, uh, some sort of a belly ball bounce battle. Because the whole Look, idea is to, is to knock the other person down and send them flying. I am going to say that at the risk of being gender specific, it's very much a boy thing to do. It's like a, it, well, it's part of that rough and tumble play thing, which we know that it just, it does attract boys. And there are some girls that get into it. And I think I probably did do stuff like that as well, but probably less with the physical contact. Like the girls <laughs> tend to be less in the physical contact. They're not throwing themselves at the mercy of, you know, hitting another person with a ball and bouncing off and what's going to happen. Um, it's definitely one of those universal childhood things, I think. But I, I really do feel that it's it tends to be the boys more that you see doing those things. Oh man, they were just just cackling with laughter. It was delightful, which is and, so good. Oh, it was great. They're they're falling down, and and kids are going. I mean, it, it's like whiplash, and but they're enjoying every minute. I I almost wanted to 
to ask if I could go around. I, I wouldn't even need a ball in my shirt. I've got enough belly that uh, I, I could have I could have uh, jumped in there, but I I didn't I didn't think that was right. So uh, I, I I let it go. And um, um, so so uh, that that game has been played in Australia at least once. Oh, I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> I believe so. I don't know if it's. Um... It might not be played to the same rules. We often have different <laughs> rules, but oh yeah, that's the that's the well, thing. Probably everybody's no got rules. Their, everybody's got their own homegrown, homegrown yeah. rules. But I, I just love you know you give kids some interesting materials, and kids everywhere seem to come up with a lot of the same same ways of of engaging with those materials. And that was we actually was when them. I was a kid, we um I had a couple of friends. My mum used to look after them after school and um there was like a friend and her sister, her younger sister, and we invented our own game. It was kind of like a game of baseball, but instead of a bat, because we didn't have one, we used an old pair of stockings, which are like what like pantyhose maybe. Is that the right word, American word? Um, we used an old pair of those and stuck like one of those bouncy balls in the mm -hmm. end of it and that became the bat. So you had to swing that. Oh, it was wild. <laughs> the worst part was we didn't play it in the backyard. We had quite a large backyard. We didn't play it in the backyard. For some reason, we played it out the front of our house. And my mum and dad, they still live in the same house. They live on a really busy road. It's like this is not a good game to play out on the front like where there is no yard it's just like you're right out on the footpath but for some reason that's where we played it so I think moral of the story children will find anything and turn it into a random dangerous game I I love that who's who's pantyhose I mean I they just they just you just find them by the curb or I don't, I'm gonna uh, guess they were probably my mom's but I don't know I don't actually remember that part of it maybe they were my like school ones I'm not sure but they probably shouldn't have been used for that purpose but that's yeah. what we did I think that's I think that's delightful. I love that. And now we got something amazing just happened, and I've got to try to describe it to listeners. So uh, we're listeners. We're here. To, we're we're recording this via the Zoom meeting platform. So I'm looking at Nicole's video, and and just a moment ago, while Nicole was telling that story, a a little tiny little gnat like bug flew in front of my monitor, in front of Nicole. But Nicole was moving her arm, so it looked like she was shooing away this little tiny gnat that was here with me and it was just it was it, it was just fascinating I, I was I was lost in the moment it was it was a beautiful thing that that uh, from half the world away you were shooing a little insect um uh that it must be my ex instinctual Australian fly shooing sure yeah yeah because it, it went away I don't know where it is now um I'm sure that was 35 seconds of amazing pod uh yes. let's uh let's get into this topic sharenting uh what is it what's what's going on well so the reason the topic came up was a few weeks ago I was reading an article and then I think I listened to another podcast and there was some stuff about um France trying to outlaw um parents or people sharing their children's images online and the examples they were giving were kind of like not just oh, well, here's a smiling photo of my child at their birthday party on a parent's private Facebook page. But I think they were talking more about, like, the TikTok accounts of children crying because, you know, someone burst their balloon or, like, you know, videos of children accidentally swearing and everyone thinking that's hilarious and then they go viral and, you know, like, there's all of these kinds of things. And I think 
probably we've all laughed at them at some point or another. You see something and go, oh, that's a bit cute or that's funny or whatever. But I think what they were trying to do in France, what they are trying to do is say that actually you don't have a right to do that with your child's image and, you know, you're using your child's image for entertainment or at times for um, financial gain. You know, there's a lot of financial gain involved. There's a lot of children being utilised for uh, internet fodder um, which turns into influencing and, you know, there's all kinds of business things going on there. But it got me thinking about what that impact is in early childhood. And I know it's something I've thought about a lot over the years and I don't have my own personal um, social media. I don't use social media personally, um, but I did at one point and I did for quite a while. And I, as someone who um, always has a camera or now it's my phone more often than not but I always have something in my hand to take a photo and I love to take photos it was natural for me to share photos of my children with people who were friends and family and what and I didn't really think twice about it but I think now not being on social media more I'm really conscious of that of the fact that there are you know so many images of children online um, look, it goes off in so many tangents in my brain as to how I feel about the whole concept and how challenged I am by it in different ways, but that's kind of the blah of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I um, okay. Um, okay. So first, fuck France and their government. Um, <laughs> because what's this look like? They're going to pass this law, and how the fuck do you do you enforce that law? Um, Inspector Clouseau shows up at uh, at uh, somebody's well, house. And, I am I am coming to take you to jail because you posted your child's birthday party. Um, <laughs> yeah, Perhaps. and that's a great uh, French accent. You're, um, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I don't know what the what the logistics of it look like, and I think that's a very simplified. Like what I've just said is a very simplified version of what they're trying to implement. And I don't think it's that they want to say, um, you know, you, Sally Smith, I don't think that's going to be her name in France, but, you know, whatever it is. But you, Sally, Sally Smith, Smith. <laughs> yes, cannot, I can't do a French accent, but you cannot share photos <laughs> to your ne Neither can I, media. but it doesn't stop me from trying. <laughs> but you're giving it a go. <laughs> but you cannot share photos of your child's birthday party or, you know, like I don't think it's down to that kind of granular level, but I think there's a, I think the underlying concept is probably a good one. And I know um, I listened to a podcast recently here and it was a, uh, it's like a documentary investigative journalism kind of podcast and it's called The Children in the Pictures and it's unfortunately, it's a horror content but it's about child exploitation material and you know the investigation process of that in Australia um, and globally and some of that is eye-opening as to what and I you can't always control what other people are going to do with perfectly harmless content but if I'm putting images of you know my child I don't know playing under the sprinkler in their undies for example um who does something with that? Where does that image go? What may be done with that image? What say does my child have in that? Like, I don't know, there's so many really complex questions. And I think they're things that we're probably not quite prepared for, even though we're in a very digital age, I still don't think we're quite prepared for what that looks like. 
Sure. And I, and I agree. Um, I think parents need to, adults need to be thoughtful about posting those kinds of images. And on the other hand, I, I, I can 100% guarantee you that governments making uh, laws aren't are going to do anything to fix the problem. Oh, it's um, not going to fix the problem. It's not no, going to fix it, the it, problem. It's not even, it, it, in fact, no. what it's going to do, it's going to create more problems. Uh, yes. Because, because when you, when you talk about, oh, can you post this picture? You can't post this picture. And then that, that, that creates a, a whole government bureaucracy of, yeah. of people invading people's lives about, oh, this is allowed and this isn't. Um, yeah. I, I'm always, when it comes to this stuff, I will always defer to the choices of the parents about what's right for their children over the choices of government about what about what's right for their children. And if we're talking about um, some perv um, whacking it to a picture of a kid they found online, how about we take care of the fucking pervs? There's laws to oh, deal with that. 100%. So, but but, but the, the reason government doesn't deal with that because is because that's, that's hard work. Yeah, that's um, so so they they don't do that. But but again, where where is where is the privacy line for children? I, I've known <laughs> many new parents over the last ten years who their initial stance is, oh no no child no no pictures of the kids online um, until they they are able to decide if they want to do that, um, and that lasts for about exactly. I don't know, four and a half minutes after birth would be what I do. Like, oh my gosh, I need to put a photo online. Yeah. 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 And, and so I think that's the hard thing, you know, it's the hard thing because it's human nature to want to share, human mm -hmm. or to share and to connect. You know, mm -hmm. really, social media for all its downfalls and, you know, there's elements of it that I absolutely detest. But the ultimate premise is about connection and connection is important. And so as humans, we seek out connection. And one of the ways we do that is to share. We share parts of our lives sure. that we feel comfortable to share. We share things that we're proud of. We share moments that make us laugh, you know, all those sorts of things that we share, I think are valuable to share. I guess it's the more extreme nature of some of that where, you know, like I've seen the ones where uh, the kids get given, you know, a box of dirt for Christmas or something and, you know, we film it and laugh about it and put it online and whatever. And I'm like, Mm, what's the point of that and who does that oh, serve wait wait nice. wait time out time out that's a that's a thing yeah it might not be a box of dirt it might be something a bit more um, specific than that but I have seen it where they're like given a potato or, or you know like and it's deliberate it's like this pranking of children to deliberately film their reaction and be able to share that it's a whole phenomenon and that sort of thing concerns me and I get what you say about that we need to leave choices to parents because, you know, ultimately I don't want the government telling me what I can and can't do. Like we, we all kind of rally against that, but then it worries me sometimes that there are, and look, that happens whether it's online or offline. There are sometimes choices that are made by parents that aren't made in the best interests of children. And we end up sure. seeing children removed from their care or whatever, but what's, what's the outcome in between all of that? Like there's, it, and this is where it gets so complex. I just don't think it's a simple, a simple solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, I, what, what kind of asshole would do that to a kid? Well, there's a lot of assholes on the internet, Jess. Like, really? really? Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> this is why you're not on the internet very often. Why, there's a lot of assholes spend, on the internet. I, 
I'm I'm in my I'm in my walled garden in of the bubble. internet where it's uh, yeah mm -hmm. I'm in my 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 bubble the the jet yeah. bubble of the internet. Um, so so yeah, and then when it comes to early learning programs, um, you know I've been doing this dive into program policies and procedures, and uh, over the last you know six months I've been reading a lot of these documents that I've been able to find online, and you know some of them aren't very current there you know were revised like four or five years ago but there are some there are some with publication dates of of within the last six months and very few of them have have policies and procedures around media and photography and and digital images of kids and i think that's something that programs probably need to to think about adding to their their parent handbooks and their policies and procedures because it's I mean it is a real thing and Absolutely. and to do that well you gotta you gotta step back and and dig into the nitty-gritty of it about what's appropriate and and uh and what you should be doing as a program I think it's interesting you mentioned that I think more and more in Australia most services probably do have uh, a social media policy um, mm -hmm. but often they talk about the use of social media by educators you know what mm -hmm. are the staff going to do with social media and can they be friends with parents online and um, you know what can they say about the service online and things like that and I'm like there's also that that element of you know a lot of people will have okay well we seek parent consent to share photos of children say on our um, you know service Instagram account and we seek parental consent you know what does that look like and what photos are we sharing? You know, for me, I see photos. I You see from one extreme to the other. I see photos that show children's faces and, you know, and, and I love seeing those. Don't get me wrong. I do love seeing them. But then I also see the ones where the child's face is like starred out or it's got a big smiley face over it and I hate those. Um, it just feels mm -hmm. disrespectful just somehow. Yeah, aesthetically I hate it, but it also just feels disrespectful, like, we want to take your photo and we want to show it, but we don't want to show your face. And, you know, like, I don't know, it just feels off. So we've been over the last probably, I don't know, five or six years, I've been focused more on trying to get photos of children at play where their faces aren't necessarily in the picture. So it might be of their hands or, you know, their feet in the mud or, you know, from the back or whatever. So I'm trying to kind of obscure their faces in a respectful way during that photography anyway because I can see the value of sharing the photos the value is you know depending on your program it can be marketing for your program P parents see it other people see it and go oh yeah I want my child to go there it looks like they have a good time it can be documentation so you might be sharing with families what's happening in the service so that serves a purpose um, it can be professional learning for other people so a lot of what we do at Inspired we share a lot of images that are designed to show people hey this is how it can be done and this is mm -hmm. you know what high quality practice looks like and it's hard to do that if there's no children in it um, but yeah I find it really hard to kind of work through that balance and you know for some children I think you know we can talk about children giving consent and some children depending on their age can do that um, but do they know what they're consenting to as well? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Do they right. really understand what they're saying yes to? My children are all on um, covers of books and inside books that we've written. And I had conversations with them about that where possible, but some of the photos are from when they were a baby. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, we haven't had that conversation because you were a baby when we used that photograph. And they love it now. They think it's great. They're in a book, but will they always love it i don't know yeah 
Yeah. And I mean, though I'm under the age of what, 11 or 12, there's just mm. a, I mean, understanding the implications of, of having yourself scattered all over the place is, yeah, is kind of, um, uh, I mean, we don't even really understand what the internet does or means. Well, even though children are getting more and more tech savvy, my children are all over it, but you still can't quite grasp the fact that, like, my children find it absolutely fascinating that I can talk to you on the other side of the world and we can record a podcast at the same time and, you know, like... that. You can shoot bugs away. Over. Yeah, I can shoot your bugs away. You know, like, they find that absolutely... How does that happen? Like, how can that information get across? How can you have that conversation? Like, that's still, you know, for the younger children, that's still a really vague concept. It's a hard thing to wrap your head around. So the idea that your image is out there and, you know, like somebody in Poland could see your image and, you know, like it's just an odd concept. It's a hard thing to wrap your head around. But... Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I, I think, you know, getting permission from kids is is one thing. But, I, I mean, young, quote-unquote, adults, I don't think even understand the impl implications no. of what they're what they're putting out on on social Not media. Necessarily, no. Uh, uh, so I mean, it is it is a hairy thing. So what is your? I mean, with you with your own kids, has that evolved over the years, or with when you were it on probably social media, has. or having letting other people put stuff up, or what? Yeah, I think when they were on, like when I was on social media personally, I'd always share photos of my children. Um, but I did have a private social media account, so it was typically just my friends that would see it. But they have definitely all featured on our Inspired AC Instagram and Facebook accounts at different times. Um, but they're all aware of that. Like, they all know and we've had conversations about it. And, you know, none of them have ever expressed an issue with that. They think it's great. Um, but I expect that that's a conversation we'll continue to have, especially as they get older, um, that, you know, they may not want photos taken of them or they may not want those to be shared. And I think that's something that I need to respect. And, yeah, it's been hard because, as I say, you know, in books and stuff, like there are there is a professional need for that. Like it is it is helpful yeah. to have those images. And I'm not going to say, well, let's not take them, let's not share them. But then there is still that, you know, it's just what you've got to be mindful of. And I think you said before about the, um, you know, the implications around, you know, the digital, like even digital storage of children's images. Like in Australia, a lot of services are now using um, software to record and document, you know, children's learning and experiences throughout their time in the service. And these are digital um, software platforms they're usually cloud-based systems parents can access them but some of the co the conversations that I've had with people have been around well okay I can access my child's things but I can also see photos of other people's children on there as well and where does that information get stored and can I download those images and you know like there's all these sorts of I mean, we're talking a lot in Australia at the moment about cybersecurity. We've had some massive cybersecurity breaches in the last kind of six months around, you know, data and information and whatever. And I worry about some of those, you know, those programs where we're storing sensitive information about children. We might be storing, you know, developmental information, their images um, and their details and whatever in those software platforms. Where does that information go? How is it protected? Um 
yeah, it's, it's so different to when, you know, back when I first started in early childhood, families received a folder with photos and, you know, things of their child, but it was like this tangible thing that they then went probably home and put in a cupboard somewhere mm. and maybe got out in a few years' time. That was a really tangible thing. Now it's like that digital stuff is so exposed, I suppose. Like there's more potential for that to be somewhere else. Yeah, and, and the article you sent me when when you when you threw this topic at me, what, one of the things I was like, yeah, it's probably still okay because to share share kids' pictures online because you can set your set your privacy settings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but hey, people, that doesn't work because screenshots no. exist. So somebody Absolutely. somebody in a private group can screenshot something and 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 then it's then it's out there. So nothing's you, ever private. Yeah, you if, know, you if, can send a text message one to one with someone. You know, I mean teenagers can attest to that you send a half naked photo to someone that'll be around the school in no time like yeah you think it's going to one person or to one place and it's like it's still exposed yeah it's it's kind of kind of an icky world we're we're living in um and that's it i don't want to i i don't know my thing isn't i don't want to say let's not ever share photos of children because children exist and we we need to see them existing in the world and you know we need to people need to be able to see what high quality care looks like. It's really hard to understand high quality care yeah. if children aren't part of that. Um, so there's a need for it. I just think it's something that as you've kind of touched on, we need to have policies around and we need to have more reflective conversation about, and we need to get down to the, like the nitty gritty of it. What does it look like when we store this data and who who's accessing it and, you know, how are we protecting it and how are we keeping children you know, and that's not just even about keeping children safe, but how we're respecting their rights to their own image and to their own everything, I suppose. Yeah. It's a very yeah, well, deep topic. <laughs> yeah. A little bit too serious of a topic for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but but no, I, I, I know it's like because I mean I'll I'll do a zoom every once in a while and then somebody will email me later and they'll they'll send me a, a screenshot they took during during the Zoom. And and part and of it's usually like, one where your face is like, oh, well, of course, yeah. Think, well, that's yeah. My face, my face is always, <laughs> always in that kind of scowl. So, um, I mean, my thing is like, oh, nice picture. Who, who, why, why the fuck are you taking my picture? Um, yeah. so, so that kind of, kind of, I mean, yeah. So I, I get it. Um, yeah. So there, there are all these issues, and I mean, as, as with just about everything else that comes up in this show, we don't, we don't have the answers but no it, it's fun to talk about the the questions i the, the, the one answer i do have is is government making making uh blanket rules in trying to enforce it. them isn't isn't the way to fix it i think this is about conversation about, yeah it's about parents being responsible it's about early learning programs thinking through how they're going to do things and and don't just write up a policy you you got to actually you got to actually live the policy. It's got to be yeah. implemented. It can't just be something that you you put in the handbook. Um, and continually come back to as well because technology changes so rapidly sure. that things that aren't on our radar today will be in a month's time. You know, yeah. there are those massive changes. Even the fact that, like, I've, I've used Zoom for years, but for a lot of people, they didn't start using Zoom until the pandemic and mm -hmm. it's like oh well, all of a sudden we're doing everything on zoom it wasn't until then that people went oh hang on a minute i'm now exposing myself 
to whoever else is on Zoom and my house and my, you know, like there's all of these. Nicole, I hope you're not exposing yourself to everybody on Zoom. That, <laughs> no, hopefully that be, not. That would be bad for your brand. Be, um, there were a lot of people during the pandemic that did inadvertently <laughs> expose themselves on Zoom. Sure, sure. Um, I've, I've done work with a, a group that, uh, you know, I just show up to their Zoom link and and they do a little uh, preamble before we get started. Um, and it's about like, uh, don't don't take your don't take your device to the bathroom with you during the session because they they had that happen. So, um, the yeah, things you have to say when someone does something stupid. And it's yeah. like now we've got to preface all of our meetings with that just to yeah. be sure. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I never zoom on a mobile device. I make sure my monitor is locked down for for zooming. Um, any other thoughts on this one before we wrap it up? No, no. Just hopefully it encourages people to think a little bit more about the choices they make in those sharing of children's images, either their own children or the children they care for. Just have conversations about it and consider what, it. Have a policy. What about the what about the word sharenting? Do we like that word? It feels no. I don't know. I just feel like we kind of need a word for everything. And do we really? It's just putting stuff yeah. out there. Like we've all, and parents have always done it. It's just that it looks different now in a digital format. Yeah. Just just saying it though makes my tongue feel word. Sharenting. It makes sharenting. It makes my sharenting. it makes my tongue feel uncomfortable. Sharenting. 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 <laughs> sharenting hey listeners you got Dang thoughts <laughs> on media and children and sharenting and uh and uh the uh the uh, bouncy ball in the shirt game or anything like that uh hit me up with a voicemail or text message to 228-363-6737 if you leave a voicemail it'll cut you off after five minutes so that's just the way the system is you can text for days though um <laughs> Hey, Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, listeners. Um, when Nicole and I are together again, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story about my 12 hour walk, which is gonna make scintillating pod, including another dead thing I found. Oh, I found there were so many dead things on the beach, but this was a really a really big time dead thing. I had to call the authorities again. So so stay tuned for that, <laughs> listeners. That's what you call it, tease in the podcast business. Yeah. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. You need more Nicole Halton in your life. Go to inspiredec.com. You need more me, go to explorationsearlylearning.com or playvolutionhq.com. And if you're looking for some way to connect, look, I'm trying out this new stupid thing. I, it's like got a, a eight and a half percent chance of uh, success, but you can go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash playhaven if you're looking for a off the big social media platform place to connect and talk about early learning. We're trying to build a community of practice. Um, listeners to this show and and people I've talked to at trainings have kind of inspired it. I had the bandwidth on my server to set something up. So it's a place you can go and you can chat and you can talk and you can share things and that kind of stuff. It's basically... A, a social media platform that's not out there in the public eye because you got to be not governed by assholes yeah well i mean <laughs> i mean it's governed by me so maybe <laughs> maybe king of the assholes maybe but uh it's it's kind of a closed group and uh the only way it succeeds though is if people show up and use it so uh that's the only thing that's missing now the bones are there there's probably a link in the show notes back soon Bye bye
Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.